Republicans in the United States Senate have started to try to plead with Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. They're pleading with him to end his blockade on these military promotions that are hindering the military's ability to continue on with their work. And of course, on a more personal level, the lack of promotions that these people are due is actually, or do, excuse me, is actually hurting them as people, as consumers, as parents, as spouses. But the pleadings from these Republicans seem to be falling upon deaf ears, possibly because they're not really begging him. They're mostly just calling him out for being a piece of human garbage, which, Hey, I'm okay with that because he totally is, but you know, it's not going to get him to change his mind. So here's what Republican Senator Lindsey Graham had to say. And, and for the record, this actually took place in an early morning session on Thursday. Now, when I say early morning session, I'm not talking about like 6 AM. This was shortly after midnight. So we're talking like in the 1 AM hour, Republicans are still in the Senate, just verbally beating the hell out of Tommy Tuberville for being garbage. Lindsey Graham said this, if you do not believe these holds aren't having an effect on the military, I don't question your sincerity. I question your judgment. If this continues, this is one of the worst self-inflicted wounds in 20 years. We're taking the military and throwing it in the ditch. There are people filling jobs today that are waiting to go to their assignment and they can't get there because they can't get promoted. They're paying two house payments, not one. Their children don't know what school they're going to go to. They deserve better than this. First time in my life, I'm going to say this. Lindsey Graham actually sounds like a compassionate human being for part of that statement. I mean, really, he's bringing up the fact that, listen, these people, you know, got these promotions. So they're going to a new assignment in a different state, sometimes a different country. So they have to buy a new house. So they bought the new house because the promotion was on the way and they knew they had to move. They pulled their kids out of school and now you can't actually give them the promotion. So now we've got this house. We've got this house. The kids don't know what's going on. It is creating serious turmoil for families. And I will applaud Lindsey Graham for understanding that, or at least pretending to understand it. Like that's actually a big deal. And with his whole, like, I question your judgment. That's, that's pretty strong. I mean, Lindsey Graham, you know, not the greatest guy out there by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but for him to be like, dude, you suck so bad. <laughs> that says a lot coming from somebody who also is just the worst. <laughs> then you had Republican Senator Todd Young who had this to say about the military holds. It punishes those brave service members who didn't develop the policy and can't change it. And technically that's a good point too, right? Because Tommy Tuberville is holding up these military promotions because he's unhappy with the military policy that says, Hey, we'll pay for you. If you're in a state where they don't allow abortions, we will cover your costs to travel to another state to have one. Like that's the whole reason Tuberville is holding up these military promotions. And Todd Young is like, listen, I get, you don't like the policy. Todd Young doesn't like the policy either, but at the same time, like you're punishing the people who literally had nothing to do with it. So how does that even make sense? Like these people pay the price for an administration policy that, that makes no sense. So what you're doing, Tommy makes no sense, but nothing Tommy Tuberville ever does makes any sense. If you were a fan of any of the college football teams that he coached, you knew this long before he entered politics. Now I'm an Auburn college football fan. 
Tommy Tuberville was the uh, uh, coach at Auburn for a long time. So I've disliked this guy since long before he ever entered politics. He is lazy. He is not creative. And based on what I've seen from him, both in the Senate and on the football field, he's not a smart guy. He just does things without ever thinking about why he's actually doing them. And the worst part about all this, he's not going to stop. Every Republican in that chamber could get down on their hands and knees and beg him to stop. And they're not, and he's not going to do it. Do you know why? Because he's not suffering any consequences from it. He's in a deep red state where as long as he keeps that R next to his name, he's going to win reelection. Now, surviving a primary is a different story. But at the same time, he's got the apparatus, the financial apparatus. He's got the name recognition. He would be tough to beat in a Republican primary in Alabama. So Tuberville can be as stupid and crazy and inconsiderate as he wants because he knows that when it comes time to go back and face those constituents in a state that he actually doesn't even really live in, he knows they've got his back so he can keep being a piece of trash. Republican Congressman Matt Gates is mad at words. Now, I'm not talking about he's mad that people are using certain words or the way certain words come across. No, no, no. I mean, he's literally mad at the existence of a glossary in a National Security Administration document. He's mad that there is a glossary of terms with definitions in an NSA document. Now, this NSA glossary was brought to light by the good conservative little idiots over at the Daily Wire. They did a whole piece on, oh my God, there is a glossary of words. How dare they? Because some of the word, well, a couple of the words, one of them was whiteness. And in their glossary, they explain what whiteness means, you know, because I guess it was used in some of their reports. They also use the phrase white supremacy is, is in the, is in the document, the glossary, because it was in the document. So like, here's what we mean when we say this, here's what we mean when we say this, it's innocuous, right? It's, it's not (laughs) like, it's a glossary saying like these words were used. Here's what we mean when we say these words, that's it. Like, that's it. (laughs) And Matt Gates saw this report on the daily wire. So he gets on his idiotic firebrand podcast because he wants to be a broadcaster, not a congressman. And this is what Matt Gates had to say about those mean old words that made him so mad. Wow. No group of humans in all of human history has ever been without a series of pretty bad actions, right? You, uh, you get a group of humans together for long enough. We, we do bad things to one another. That goes back to biblical times. But white people have built some of the most durable and inclusive civilizations that have ever existed. And of course, mistakes have been made along the way. I I can't, uh, like he gets to the heart of it in just a minute, but he's like, hey, I mean, white people have done some bad things, but look at all the cool things white people have done, right? I mean, hey, we're pretty cool, white folk. Yeah. The NSA was not attacking white people. 
He goes, imagine the NSA intercepting your text messages and flagging any material deemed to support extremist beliefs like there are only two genders or men can't be misogynist to other men or I'm not sorry that my ancestors created Western civilization. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, listen, no, hey bud, your ancestors did not create Western civilization. Western civilization was actually created on the backs of slave labor. Now, I'm sure Matt's like, yeah, but who brought the slaves over, right? It was the white people, so we get the credit. No, 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 we don't. Um, so Matt Gates thinks that the NSA is spying on people, possibly up to and including him, you know, just for the crime of being white. The crime of being white. And see, Matt, this is why you can't base an entire segment on a glossary, okay? Because you don't know what was in the actual document, the Daily Wire wasn't going into what was in the actual document. They were like, here's a glossary, and they say whiteness and white supremacy. They clearly hate white people. No, they hate extremism. But for Matt Gates to also pretend like the NSA, like the security apparatus in the United States, is somehow a liberal group? Dude, have you not paid attention throughout the last, like, 80 years of American history? Who are the groups that are most likely to be targeted for spy being spied upon here in the United States? I got to tell you, it ain't conservatives. It's labor groups, union members, union leaders, environmental activists, civil rights activists, Hollywood celebrities. All of those groups tend to lean pretty far to the left. And all of those groups have been spied upon by the federal government in the last 80 years, probably even before that. They kept files on all these people. I mean, and this is not something that only happened, you know, 50, 60 years ago. These are things that still happen to this day. The NSA, the, the federal government, the FBI, they keep dossiers on union leaders, on environmental activists. We saw it with Standing Rock. All those people are left-leaning people being spied on by these government agencies. And that's an open secret. It's been confirmed. And you're out there pretending that the NSA just hates white people and they're going after conservatives. Open a book, Matt Gates. Maybe close the tab on your browser with the Daily Wire and go open up a book about the intelligence community and learn a few things about who is the real side, left or right, that's being spied on. And I guarantee you, it's going to blow your mind. Donald Trump's lawyers, at this point, you cannot convince me that they're not actively trying to get Donald Trump to lose everything in the New York fraud trial. I, these are some of the worst lawyers who have brought forward some of the worst evidence and the worst witnesses that I have ever seen. Now, I already talked about the fact that one, Alina Haba, about a week ago, objected to her own evidence and her side introduced evidence that actually showed Donald Trump committed fraud. I've talked about both of those in the last week. And then this past week, something else happened. An expert witness called by Donald Trump's lawyers Okay. Their own witness, like this guy is totally going to clear us of any wrongdoing. He took the stand and told Donald Trump's lawyer Suarez that, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things in here that raise red flags. And there's a lot of discrepancies that don't add up. 
I'll read you, read it to you in just a moment. But, but Trump's lawyers called this witness, a guy they found, right? And they said, go up to the stand and tell us, you know, Trump didn't do any of this guy's like, got it, boss. And then he goes up there and he's like, yeah, there was a lot of fraud. I mean, I'm looking at the documents. They were showing the documents on a screen. He's like, yeah, that's, that's not right at all. You called your own witness who basically said, oh yeah, they did it. Let me read you this. An expert accountant took the stand in Trump's defense for a second day at the former president's Manhattan fraud trial and used these very words to describe the creative math at the center of the case. Quote, it's certainly a red flag for me, testified the expert Jason Flemons, referring to an internal Trump organization spreadsheet from 2016 displayed on overhead screens in the lower Manhattan courtroom. I'd want to know more, Flemons said of the spreadsheet in which Trump claimed some $200 million in ready cash. State officials say those millions were actually locked in a partnership that Trump did not have sole authority to withdraw from. Led through a decade of statements and underlying internal Trump org spreadsheets by defense lawyer Jesus Suarez, Flemons described numerous discrepancies and inconsistencies. These included Trump tripling the actual square footage of his Manhattan penthouse, his secretly adding a Trump brand premium to his total worth, and his inflating of the value of Trump Park Avenue by valuing uh, rent-stabilized condo units as market rate. So he pointed out all the flaws that make the case for the prosecution, not for the defense, but he did add one very important thing. He did say that Trump didn't do it. You know, so I guess that's all that matters. The guy, their expert witness is on the stand. He's like, oh yeah, that's fraud, 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 fraud. But hey, Trump didn't do it. He instead said it was the accountants at the Trump organization that did it, (laughs) not Trump. So ha, case closed, right? Well, here's the thing. And this is the thing that I think Trump's lawyers, for some reason, continue to forget, right? This is not the trial of Donald J. Trump. I know it seems like it is. I know we call it the Trump trial and all that, but Trump is just a co-defendant. And of course, two other co-defendants are Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. But let's not forget the most important co-defendant, and that is the Trump organization itself, the actual company. So when this expert gets up there on the stand and he says, Hey, Trump didn't do it. The company did wonderful. The company's on trial too. They're a defendant. So guilty you dumbass. Like that is the only thing I can think to say in that instance, because that is pretty much what this witness told the courtroom, told the judge, told everybody like Trump wasn't personally doing it. It was just the whole company doing it. And I'm sure Ingron's going to be like, cool. I already said the company was guilty, so I appreciate you, uh, you know, letting me know that the rot was not only at the top, but all throughout the company, which just gives me more leeway to go ahead and destroy the whole company. So great job on the expert witness, Trump lawyers. You probably just killed his entire company. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.